Welcome to series two of our podcast, brought to you by Oxfordshire Recovery College. Welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Stephanie and this week we're thinking about the question, are you usually early when you're going to a meeting or an event or are you usually running a little bit late? I've asked this question on a few of our recovery college courses and it turns out that people hold really very strong views about this and people who like to be early or on time feel very strongly that it is the only right thing to do. But I would argue that there are some interesting reasons why people might be late. So I wanted to look into it a little bit more. I have to confess that I am myself usually around five minutes late for most things. And one of my excuses is that I'm running on Oxford time, which is apparently five minutes behind GMT. Apparently, it wasn't until the advent of the railways in the 19th century that towns across England had to align themselves with Greenwich Mean Time or, or London time, and some held out longer against standardising. And one of those towns was Oxford, and apparently the great clock on Tom Tower at Christchurch still chimes the hour at five minutes past. So if you are five minutes late, you can say that you're on time in Oxford. More seriously, though, I would, I would argue that the reason I tend to be late is because I'm trying to cram too much into my day and I feel quite anxious about wasting time. So if I was ever 10 minutes early for a meeting, I, I would feel that that was 10 minutes when I, I could have been doing something else important. I could have sent off another email. I could have just about managed to get the washing hung out on the line before leaving. So my fear is wasting time. I tried to explain this on one of our courses and one of our students, Rosie, said she felt much the same. When talking to her, I found out that Rosie writes extensively and very interestingly about mental health and well-being. So I wanted to have a conversation with her about what she thinks lateness means. Well, what I think about lateness and just timekeeping in general is that it says mm. a whole lot of different things about um, our mental state, yeah. uh, our anxiety, how, like you say, it comes down to value and we spend our time and it's very subjective but it yeah. was interesting that you and I both connected on this point of wanting to cram things in yeah so <laughs> I find that I I know that some people compensate for anxiety by being early I'm not one of those mm -hmm. people <laughs> mm. I am either on time by a few seconds or or I'm late <laughs> and yeah same <laughs> and there's one there's one aspect to that I think again because I've, I've talked about it being subjective it mm. is context dependent so you know yeah. if I'm if I'm in a social situation um my social anxiety will sometimes get the better of me and I, I won't want to be early because that feels too exposing but in terms of um, other things that maybe don't provoke so much anxiety, it absolutely is about wanting to pack as much as I possibly can in. Yes. And I was kind of reflecting on this and I kind of, I came across something which I don't know if is going to resonate with you, but something called time anxiety. So um, 
it's it's an actual it's a, an anxiety about wasting time or rather not wasting time right so, no I've never heard of this yeah it's a oh it's a thing apparently when we talk about time anxiety it it's it's basically as I said fear of wasting your time yeah an obsession about spending your time in the most meaningful way possible so you, you spoke about value and that's essentially what it is it's that we we become preoccupied with making sure that how we're spending our time is valuable and I yeah. think when I when I look at my own way of um being late or being on time I think mm. it comes down to um a couple of things it's fear of wasting my time and wanting to spend yes. it in the best way and then sometimes there's also this unwillingness to face difficult emotions so for example if I'm turning up on time or late I don't have to deal with those anxieties that I might have around being early the social anxiety that I mentioned um, yes around what so, to say to people and things tend to arrive when things are already starting yeah exactly yeah. yeah so I can kind of blend in in the background I don't have to make too much small talk which I find quite challenging at the best of times yeah. Um, yeah yeah so I really like that idea of um of time anxiety and I've kind of thought a bit more about it some kind of strategies that I I think I find helpful but yes does it does it make sense to you well, it has made me think, and I've never thought about this before, but um, I, if, if, if we're on holiday, for example, and I'm with a group of people, I will spend an extraordinary amount of time trying to work out the absolute best way that everyone can spend the day. Mm. So I will figure out various plans and kind of when a picnic might be and what a meal might be. And sometimes mm -hmm. I get so het up about it that I, I, I in fact ruin the day. And I, oh, wow. I absolutely know that I'm doing that. But I just feel that I have to constantly try to think, well, you know, what's going to make the most people happy mm -hmm. on this day? Even though I'm aware that by doing that, I'm not making them happy. So I've never really linked that with the, um, with being late. But I think now you've mentioned that, it really does link with that fear of wasting time and wanting always to spend time doing um, the most meaningful thing possible, even that, even that if that in fact then takes away meaning. Because I've heard people say that you know they 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 need to be early to to be in the right frame of mind to do something sure so my kind of being late isn't isn't really helping with that I feel it is so yeah and um, that that's that's an interesting link that I hadn't made before I think that the the difficulty with being preoccupied about how we spend our time is that we can often fail to be in the moment and I think yeah. that's what you were talking about with regards Absolutely. to kind of making sure that everyone has the best time and that yeah. the way you spend time is um, fulfilling and has value life can often pass us by when we're just busy worrying about how to best spend our time and we don't Absolutely. actually live it um, and I think yeah. that certainly I, I can um, I resonate with that and I thought that um, there's a couple of things that I can think of that I could do instead of what I currently do when I'm early yeah um, and I'm anxious about wasting time 
is cutting out distractions. So I'm cutting out social media instead of um, scrolling Facebook, maybe mm. um, carrying a book with me and reading a poem before I'm like waiting for a train or I'm at the dentist's office or yes. I stop. Yes. Doing, doing an activity that has more meaning um, yes. than something mindless is something that I might kind of implement. Um, yes. I I saw that you're if you if you happen to be early you can use that time. I would agree. I would never go on a journey without at least one book. <laughs> Just it's in a very case, good idea. <laughs> in case there's three minutes so that I have to wait. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then I think there was another there was another um, thought I had about asking myself why I'm late for things and whether or not that can tell me something about uh, what what my feelings are towards the activity I'm doing. You know, it, yeah. am, I, am I late because I'm actually self-sabotaging and I don't particularly mm -hmm. want to do the thing that I'm turning up to do? Or does it tell me something about my mental state and actually I've crammed too much in and I'm too rushed and I'm stressed? Yeah. Because I think sometimes we we can um, we can choose to be on time, but then at other times our stress levels are such that it becomes impossible to leave the house on time. I know from my experience, if I'm feeling low or anxious, um, it's impossible for me to leave the house on time. So sometimes we can avoid it and, and sometimes it's, yeah, we can't. Yes, and and I understand what you're saying about sometimes it might reflect that you're going to something where you don't really want to be there. But mm. I think you know what we're saying is that 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 might on occasion be the case, but it isn't the rule. And I think sometimes people can say if people are late, that's because they don't respect other people, or they're not valuing other people's time, or they're trying mm. to be passive aggressive and again that could be the case sometimes <laughs> but I think yeah. what we're saying is that it could hide a very similar anxiety that makes people early can also yeah. make people late it's it may be hiding things that aren't aren't immediately obvious um yeah. so uh, another thing I wanted to mention to you is um I was reading about this and read a study from Harvard, uh, which was saying that being late is linked with living longer and is linked with um, positive well-being. Although when I looked into it a little bit more, I think what they're really saying is that people who are late are often quite optimistic in terms of trying to fit lots in and do lots of things and it's actually optimism that's linked to um living longer so um, I, I wondered if you had any thoughts about that that's so interesting because i do think um so i do think that i um have experienced that that kind of um optimistic mindset about kind of um like cramming things in and mm. um, overestimating perhaps how much I can get done but I also think if I think about um, the kind of attributes of my friends and also um, myself in certain situations I think just having that positive outlook 
um, can really shift the anxiety that that there is around lateness. So, for example, yeah. recently I've really tried to kind of soften the self-criticism that I direct towards myself if I'm late and kind of mm. um, cultivate that sort of self self-compassionate that self-talk that positive self-talk that says you know everyone is late sometimes there's yeah. not a lot that you can do about it now worse things have happened um yeah and I think that that that's a um that kind of positive approach um can certainly lead to greater happiness and perhaps more being more carefree around time um but then also I do think it comes down to um, kind of uh, organization and scheduling things in our life that have value. So yeah. my the example that comes to mind is um, a strategy that I've recently started adopting, which is something called bullet journaling. Uh -huh. um, lots of people might will have heard about bullet journaling but if you if you haven't heard about bullet journaling it's basically um a, a method a bit like a diary but it does more than that it's mm. a method for tracking your past ordering your present and planning your future that's what it's um the the guy Ryder Carroll as uh, American um, designer came up with this strategy this um okay method of organization actually yeah. in response to his own challenges with timekeeping um he has adhd and right. so he came up with it for himself and then it's kind mm. of taken on a life of its own but um basically what it helps you do is kind of really pin down what it is that you want to prioritize it helps you to see what you do with your time uh, yeah and in that sense, it helps you cultivate a positive outlook because I can actually look at what I'm doing rather than what I'm not doing. So mm. it's kind of, it's really um, good for cultivating a positive outlook because it's saying, what are my strengths? What have I achieved? Um, and also, how can I create balance and routine and making sure that my stress levels aren't kind of um, tipping off balance? And I yeah. think there's there's kind of a few there's a couple of things I've started to implement which I think have really helped and that's um, writing down a daily achievement so something that I feel um, I feel happy that I've achieved in the day and it could be something very small so um, every day to make sure that you pinpoint something yeah exactly every yeah. day just finding yeah. one little thing um, that I feel proud of and that I'm happy mm -hmm. that has happened mm -hmm. um, and then also like on a monthly basis um, just really reflecting on how I've spent my time because it's encouraging you to record it so how I've mm -hmm. spent my time have I spent it in the most uh, meaningful way um, and how can I make improvements and it sounds a bit lengthy but it's actually not that's what I like about it it's very um simple to follow it's customizable so you yeah. can kind of do it do it um in a way that makes sense to you and it's not like a diary i think before i was really writing and recording all of the negative things that were happening mm -hmm. in my day and it wasn't mm -hmm. serving me because it was um it was focusing on the negatives rather than focusing on the positives and when I discovered this method I thought oh this is really good actually this is very motivational 
Um, yes. And yeah, very good for kind of planning and, and positivity. And if you do find it difficult to plan your day, then it's a good strategy, I've found. Yeah, so that both um, would serve people like us who want to make things meaningful, but it's a helpful <laughs> way of prioritizing. But it's yeah. also that way of sort of if you if you can identify something positive that's happened, it just really helps you look at look at things in a different way in a, and, and reframe a day where you think you didn't do very much to picking out what you did do, which is so useful for remaining optimistic. Um, that's exactly it. Yeah. When when do you? do you do at Rosie just how long does it take what kind of things do you write down every day how does it fit into your life so it takes me about five minutes at the beginning of the day and then five okay. minutes at the end of the day ah. and at the moment I've kind of got it set it up set up so I I kind of track things like my habits and my mood the things that I want to keep an eye on from day to day um my my week so when I'm um Throughout the week, I'm kind of focusing on uh, my weekly plan, my to-do list. So that's kind of the core of that. So I'm adding to my to-do list and then I'm kind of going back to it and crossing things out if they're not no longer re uh, relevant or um, maybe moving them over to the next week if I decide I haven't got much time. Um, yeah. And then on a, on a Sunday, I'll spend a little bit longer, maybe 30 minutes. Um, just setting up my pages for the next week. It's mm. called a bullet journal because you're using um, a dot grid uh, paper notebook and you're usually bullet pointing. So in my weekly planner, I'll be bullet pointing the things that I need to get done. Um, mm. And then on a monthly basis, I might be doing little extra things. So you can do really nice self-care things. So you can have maybe a list of self-care prompts, things that you've noticed really help lift your mood um, that you want to write down so that you can go back to it if you need to. Um, uh, there's also a really lovely exercise. Can you give an Sorry. example of that just to make it more um, yeah, um, understand? Yeah. Uh, for me, running a bath with bubble with bubble bath goes hmm. on there <laughs> brilliant yeah so it's just a reminder of something that and it you, makes you more likely to do it then absolutely yeah. yeah and sometimes when you forget you know when perhaps you you actually forget that that it that you enjoyed that in the moment yeah sometimes when our, when our mood dips and we we kind of we need a bit of a helping hand to remind us um, and that's what the bullet, bullet journal is there for. Um, the other thing that you could do is uh, do the three good things. Um, yeah. Three good things is a is a really good um, kind of positive psychology tool that's good for a positive creating a positive outlook. And you can and you could build that into your bullet journal as well. But it can be it can take as little time or as, or as more time as you want with it, basically. Yeah. For me. I try and keep it simple because then I'm more likely to stick to it how amazing to look back and see three good things that happened every day for a six months or a year or two years um no idea why I didn't do this it sounds so good <laughs> well <laughs> it, it is for looking back but it's also yes. the the reason why it works is that we're actually re-experiencing the good feelings in the moment 
so yeah. we're, we're encouraging ourselves to to kind of really dwell on those positive things rather yeah. than the negative things it's dwelling on the positive that kind dwelling of really extends that experience yeah it 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 reminds me um uh my partner's mother keeps a scrapbook and on over years of um lots about holidays but it, it when she does a holiday a holiday scrapbook it will have kind of what restaurant they went to what they ate what they saw funny little things that people said and it's so brilliant because you forget those things and you think i'll always remember this great day out and then you forget <laughs> details and it's just something to go back to but she also puts in invitations or interesting things that she read in the paper little newspaper clippings wow. and it's just a way of gathering and remembering yeah. all the little things that otherwise um you yeah. you forget so it's so nice i don't know about you but i always used to keep a diary on holiday like I yeah. record things on holiday and then you think, well, I can record nice things every day because nice things do happen every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just even the small, like hearing some beautiful bird song or having a nice conversation with a stranger. Like these are the kinds of things that I'm documenting um, in, the, in the bullet journal to kind of stay mindful and stay positive, really. Love that. Trying to stay positive and mindful. I thought I'd better find out a bit about the other side of the argument. Now, I know that being on time is really useful and valuable to help things uh, run properly in an organised fashion, but I know some people feel quite a lot of anxiety about being early, uh, not only because it's respectful for other people, but also because it helps them get into the right frame of mind for whatever they're going to do. So I thought I'd have a chat with our volunteer tutor, Russell. Uh, but first of all, I, I asked him how speaking out and coming along to a mental health service like Restore had made a difference to his life. I suddenly realised that I wasn't the only person that was suffering yeah. with mental health yeah. and that there were others like me. Yes. I think that that does make a big difference and and that's what we do at the recovery college as well isn't it really sort of talk about yeah. our experiences together it makes such a difference yeah i i did uh, uh approximately 16 courses with the recovery college did you? Uh, three hour courses <laughs> yeah i didn't realize that that's a lot <laughs> yeah oh. yeah and and then um i'm not sure how the seed was planted but i just saw it as a natural progression uh, i'm very um keen on men's mental health especially because i having taken 18 years to actually take the plunge and seek help um yes you know if i, could, if I can prevent somebody from going through the years of torment that I did, then uh, it had all been worthwhile. It's nice to give something back. So I know you've mentioned that being early was ingrained in you in a, in a career in the military, but I think you've also said that it helps you get in the right frame of mind for things. And, and to be honest, um, if I am running late, it really can affect the entire day. Right. Um, um, from a, a mental point of view. 
So have um, you have you carried on even though you're not in the military now? You you've kind of carried on making sure that you always get to places in good time. Yeah, um, I was late once. Uh, I when I left the military, I joined the Metropolitan Police, and uh, okay, I had one morning. I was living in Milton Keynes and travelling to uh, <laughs> Scotland Yard, Central London, which was my place of work at the time. Uh, I woke up at 10 to 6 in the morning and I was due on shift at 6 o'clock uh, with the best will in the world, Stephanie. That was never going to get there. No. <laughs> so, um, and it, it's one of the problems with shift work. I, I think any shift worker will be able to relate to this. Anyway, I rang my sergeant and he said, uh, I've done it in, I'm going to be quite late in. And all he said to me was, go via the bakery on the way in. There are 48 of us in the office. <laughs> uh, and the the, um, the fine for turning up late was that you had to buy everybody a donut. Right. <laughs> so well, that, that, was, me, that was nice. It, it, it's a long time. It was a long time ago, but even you know, even then, with London prices, forty-eight donuts certainly <laughs> did put a dent in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So that was a good lesson. So it helps you get into the right frame of mind as well yeah, if you're there. I'm, I'm calmer. Yes. Yes. So uh, yes. So I can see that. So being someone that's always late, if something does go wrong then I haven't planned in that extra time and I will arrive flustered. Yeah. Um, but uh, I suppose I just factor that into to, to what it's going to be like when I get there. But certainly I that's an advantage of doing that planning. Yeah. Would you say would you say you're quite an organized person in your life? Do you have sort of regular meal times? Do you kind of know what you're doing for the day or just take it as it comes? It's a result if I can walk into the kitchen and remember what I went in there for. <laughs> um, I'm not so organised in my uh, home life. Um, okay. or, or No, if, if you used to see the uh, paperwork for my business side of things, <laughs> well, we won't even go there. It's, um, yeah, <laughs> it's in there somewhere. <laughs> So, um, you make really beautiful candles, don't you? I do. And and do you sort of plan some time to do that every day or every week? Or is it when you feel like it? Or how do you manage to keep that going and create those beautiful candles in, uh, the, in the week? Uh, if I've got an order that's come through, then mm. I tend to drop whatever I'm doing um, at home-wise and go and fulfil that order. Right. Now, I do hold certain stocks, so sometimes it's just a case of taking X amount out of the box and packing them and sending them off. Um, and then I obviously have to make a mental note that I need to replace those, those particular candles. If I'm, my mood is low, uh, I tend to be more creative when I reach um, mm. a low point. Uh, 
this at this point i tend to take myself away for an hour and a half two hours into my workshop and we'll work on something um i may have an idea I'm, i may not um i do get a lot of inspiration from the internet uh pin test uh youtube um and i just try my hand at uh different things um and i normally find that that will bring me back to a fairly stable level uh, after i've done it hmm. that's really interesting that being in a low place kind of opens up some kind of space to look at things yeah. differently maybe or try something yeah. different yeah. um i find that crafting uh and I'm teaching myself other crafts at the moment, uh, like uh, py pyrography, wood burning, and stuff like that. Yeah, um, is really beneficial uh, because whatever your, whatever the problem is, or uh, that's causing you the the depression, anxiety, mm. um, by doing something totally different, does tend, I think, to deflect your mind away from from the problem and you're doing something you're enjoying so yes. um, it sort of stimulates the brain a bit yeah that really fits in with um talking to rosie about bullet journaling and organizing things but also noticing things and then um yeah. it, it helps to stay positive and it sounds like for you yeah. that that outlet of being able to create things um, is helps you to stay positive. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Um, I, I'm more of a half. Gla the glass is half full now, rather than half empty. Brilliant. It, would you have any other tips around that? Around um, how to stay positive, to have a more positive outlook in life or would you say that it is crafting that's the main thing i'm a great believer that everybody's good at something yeah um uh i also keep a journal um yeah. but mm. i do um and at first when i started the journal i would write in it every day religiously whether it be good or bad but okay. i didn't find that that helped what I do right now is just stuff that's good achievements or how I've dealt with something and whereas in the past I may have fallen to bits whereas this time I managed to deal with it in a more positive ma manner um, okay. so now um, the reason I do that is that if I'm doubting myself ever I can just get the book out and read a couple of pages and it's all it's all positive rather than negative and um it sort of makes me realize oh actually you have come a long way so yeah yeah that's brilliant and do you do you do that then do you go back and look at the old the old journals uh i try not to look at the earlier ones because uh, i don't really want to be reminded of the uh how it was um, yeah, I, I do occasionally, but not not very often. Um, I tend to look more the more recent, certainly over the last six months, where 
um, I just seem to have blossomed really, if that's the right word. Um, you know, I've got my fingers in quite a few pies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, recovery yeah. college and stuff. And, yeah. and I'm enjoying it. So I thought this was a podcast about being early or being late and turns out it's a podcast about journaling and trying to find the positive in the everyday. And if I've got one message to give at the end, I guess I guess it would be that behind every behaviour, there is a reason. So if you are the sort of person that's always early or on time and, and you feel that other people that are later are being disrespectful or chaotic, then... It may be that they're trying to get the best out of life and, and, and that's why they're late. And if you're the sort of person that is always late and you think that people that are early or on time are a little bit uptight and don't really understand anxiety or the complexities of life, they might understand complexity and anxiety very well. So I guess it's a bit cheesy, but the final message has got to be, let's try to be kind to each other and kind to ourselves. If you'd like to read some more interesting articles about mental health and well-being, have a look for Rosie, Google her or look on Instagram for the well-being wordsmith. And if you'd like to hear a few more of Russell's jokes, then come along to a recovery college course in the autumn. You're back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what happened there? Um, I really don't know. <laughs> Hello, Rosie. Hello. <laughs> you weren't late at all today. <laughs> you can hear me. <laughs> I did wonder who was going to be late. <laughs> well, it was me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello, you're back. <laughs> yes. Brought to you by Oxfordshire Recovery College.